0: Hello, this is Abby Mickelson, and welcome to Playing It by Ear.
1: Please don't stop the mu- Music. Music. Music.
0: Hello and welcome to another week of Playing It By Ear. Thank you for joining me once again. And as always, I'd like to begin by acknowledging and paying respect to the Daramurigal people, the traditional custodians of the land on which I am recording today. I extend that respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. A quick reminder that you can follow this show on Instagram at Playing It Podcast. I have a special guest coming up who is celebrating the release of his 15th studio album, but first, let's get into the music news. And in some breaking news at the time of recording, Daft Punk have called it quits. After 28 years of working together and hits like Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, One More Time and Get Lucky, the duo are hanging up their helmets. The trailer for Demi Lovato's new Docco series, Dancing with the Devil, dropped, and here is a bit of it. It's just a little red wine, I'll be fine. I've had so much to say over the past two years, wanting to set the record straight about what it was that happened.
2: TMZ reports that the singer was rushed to the hospital unconscious.
0: Law enforcement is stating
1: that she overdosed. Yeah, reports the second Is she alive? People are gasping. Her
2: oxygen levels are dangerously low. I said, what do you mean if she's going to make it? You're
0: watching all of her blood come out of her body into a machine. I had three strokes. I had a heart attack. My doctors said that I had five to ten more minutes. Now, more than ever, she's taken hold of that power. I'm rebirthing. I am starting over. On the Ellen DeGeneres show this week, Demi said that she hopes talking about her near-fatal drug overdose will help people face their deepest, darkest struggles, and the first episode will premiere on March 22nd. And we finally got a short little teaser of Tina Fey's newest project, a girl group comedy. Girls 5 Ever is about a one-hit wonder 90s group who get another shot at fame. The cast includes Sarah Bareilles and Reneé Elise Goldsberry, who are two artists I absolutely adore. I cannot wait for this. Have a listen to the teaser. 1
1: 2 three. Gonna be famous forever. Cuz forever's too short, too short. Gonna be famous together. Cuz that's one more than 2 together. So what are you waiting for? 5 Girls
0: 5 ever Yes, I'm very excited and that is This Week in Music News. Today I am joined by an absolute icon of country music in Australia. His new album Songs from Highway 1 came out just this week and here to tell me all about it is, of course, Adam Harvey. Welcome to Playing It By Ear, Adam.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's nice to have a chat.
0: Yeah, well, when I think of Australian country music, I think of you. I think of Harvey's Backyard Bar, and you've created <laughs> such a such a legacy here. What's been your secret to this longevity of your career?
2: Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, I've been lucky, I think. That's part of the key. Um, and uh, just having to be in the right place at the right time um, when uh, when I sort of started out it was a I guess times were a lot different then and there was a bunch of us that all came through at the same time people like Adam Brand and myself and Becky Cole and, and then Casey Chambers and there was just a whole stack of us that all all sort of burst onto the scene at the same time and uh, yeah I think the music industry was uh, I wouldn't say healthier it was just probably a lot easier to uh, sort of get a get a record deal and, and get a foot in the in the industry back then you know it's pretty tough for the kids today.
0: Yeah definitely and I think country music definitely has its own audience in Australia but does it ever frustrate you that it isn't what it is say in the US where it's kind of really celebrated in the popular mainstream culture as well?
2: Yeah, I I think um, uh, obviously country music in America is so much bigger, and, and part of the reason to that is there there are three hundred million people yeah, living in America, you know, and I think we've got about twenty eight million here, mm-hmm. so not even a tenth. Um, but, um, yeah, Australian country music is certainly, it has its own identity. And, uh, you know, we sing about uh, the, the people in the bush and the farmers, but mm-hmm. also people at the city folks and the you know, truck drivers. And I think, you know, we tell stories that are probably more uniquely Australian nowadays than, than sort of what we did, say, back in the 80s and 90s when we really tried to copy America yep. um, and, and what was happening over there. And, and I can see the two different styles of music are starting to head in different directions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the country music in America has become very sort of uh, pop-orientated, almost like with sort of hip-hop beats, and uh, I see where it's headed there, Uh, which, you know, that's great. You know, all music's great music, um, but uh, I'm kind of glad that, you know, we're sticking to our sort of unique Australian style, even if that means that we're not uh, as... uh, as popular with the mainstream, uh, you know, media and mainstream audience, but mm-hmm. I think it's important that we we have our place here, you know.
0: Yeah. And do you think the difference in size between here in America, kind of in the music industry in general, and country music, has created more of a tight knit community here?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're all really good friends in the industry, um, you know, and we uh, we it's like a big family, you know, and everyone in the family have their spats every now and then. You always <laughs> it's like when the family get together at Christmas. <laughs> (laughs) There's always a blue somewhere, but we always kiss and make up. And I think, uh, you know, because we've all uh, sort of uh, been in the industry long term and there's no instant overnight success, you know, we've all started out in the talent quests or busking or out doing support acts. And I think because we've all paid our dues, there's a lot of respect for one another in in the country music industry here in Australia.
0: Yeah, and like you mentioned, I think country is one genre where people really do build their way up from the bottom. So do you find now, you mentioned it's more difficult for the younger generation to come through and find success. Do the veterans within the community kind of take them under their wing a little bit? Is there any kind of competition and jealousy or is it all kind of helping each other get, get by? Well, I
2: think I think we do all help one another. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a, a great young girl on the road with me, uh, Rachel Wichurch is her name, and she's so excited, mm-hmm. you know, and she keeps telling me on the phone how excited she is. This is the first time she's travelled Australia, you know, doing a support act. And, you know, I've, I've yeah. done that with a bunch of different people um, because... I can remember when other established artists, you know, gave me a chance and, and, you know, when no one knew knew me from a bar of soap and, and people were willing mm. to uh, put their faith in me and, and give me a go and take me on tour. So, you know, I think it, it sort of goes around and comes around and, and it's important if, if we want a country music industry in the future, we've got to nurture that young talent. And the only way you get yeah. better at your job is by getting out in front of a room full of people every night and just doing it over and over and over again. It, it's like like anything. Mm.
0: Well, let's talk about your new album, Songs from Highway One. What was the inspiration behind that?
2: Well, you know, I, I was sitting at home one night watching a, a TV show. It was like a current affairs show. And they ran mm. this story on um, the huge rise in, in the numbers of caravans and camper vans that're getting sold in Australia and and not mm. not only to the gray nomads but also this whole new group of people these young families that have decided to you know take their kids out of school and hit the road and homeschool the kids and travel around the country together as a family um, and I just thought you know isn't that fantastic that all these people are, are getting to do what I've been lucky enough to do it for about 25 years yeah. and I think it's so good that you know all these other young families and people have all ages are uh, getting to experience the the, the, the amazing uh, country that we live in and it's so exciting and there's that sense of freedom and there's a new adventure in every town you come to or you know around every corner so to speak and I thought wouldn't it be great to write an album uh, sort of themed around that whole concept of travelling around Australia um, and I, I recorded the album, it was all ready to go and, uh, and then of course <laughs> COVID-19 arrived and the one thing that no one could do was travel around Australia and here I was with this album. It's all about travelling right around the country and no one's allowed to. So I thought, oh, well, timing's everything. So uh, I sort of put it on the shelf and and I'm glad I did uh, and waited almost 12 months uh, and we're about to release it now. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. I waited, actually.
0: Yeah, and do you think if you had written this album or if you've written any other music during COVID, were the themes and inspiration very, very different?
2: Yeah, I reckon they would have been. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a strange, a strange experience, you know. When you, when you've been always on the go and you're always travelling and you're always flying, you know, in and out of airports, and you fly in and do shows and fly out, and then all of a sudden, when it comes to a grinding halt, it was a, a real shock to the system. I got to admit that. And uh, for the first couple of weeks, it was great, and then you sort of get a bit down in the doldrums, and every day feels like. Like groundhog day and and yeah. the world starting to turn again and and it it almost felt like everyone else was starting to go back to work and things were things were sort of heading towards normality and yet as a musician you're just sort of stuck on the sidelines watching the world Mm. go round. It was really strange but um, yeah I decided to uh, you know keep playing music uh, at home and practicing get fit um, and I thought if I don't look after myself uh, in lockdown you know when when the time comes to go back on tour again I'm not going to be match fit. I'm not going to be able to go anywhere and do it so (laughs) uh, it was a a bit of a change in the mindset and that really helped.
0: Yeah well you do need a massive stamina for your tour coming up it's a massive one I think all the way from February to October how has the planning been for that obviously there's a bit of risk assigned to it if things kind of flare up again and you've got to comply with all the COVID restrictions and no no I know, don't say has that. it been stressful organizing at all
2: <laughs> yeah, it has, um, and uh, probably more stressful for the poor, poor old booking agent. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but you know they've had to book gigs and then rebook them, and even now, you know, gigs that we had starting in in February have to be pushed back onto the end of the tour, uh, which mm-hmm. will put us right back into sort of November. But um, you know, it's. Uh, it's one of those things you can't sort of just sit around forever in the fetal position and gaze at your yeah. navel and you know <laughs> you've got to you've got to stay positive and plan ahead and think okay well the things are going to You know Return to some Sort of normality So we've got to Plan ahead We've got to Put these things In place And you know I can't wait To get on tour Um, I think the only Person that's more Excited about me Going back on tour Than I am Is my wife She cannot (laughs) wait To get rid of me She's sick of me
0: (laughs) Oh dear. So this tour is accompanying the album we've been discussing, and it's your 15th studio album, which is just amazing. Is there <laughs> any pressure when you make something new to make it different and kind of better and bigger than anything you've put out before? Uh,
2: yeah, Yes and no. Um, I, I, I remember years ago, um, Alan Jackson, who's a famous country singer and America superstar, um, I remember someone said about Alan Jackson at an awards night, the great thing about Alan Jackson, it's like going through McDonald's and buying a cheeseburger. You always know what you're going to get. Mm. And, uh, and and I'm a huge fan of his. And I thought that is a really good point. You know, people, yeah. people get to like what, What you're about and how you you sound and how your music sounds and what you've got to say. And and for me, I'm always wary that you've got to make sure that when they come to a show, they do know what they're getting and and they get what they paid for. and, And, you know, they don't want to turn up and all of a sudden I've decided I'm going to go in a whole new direction. Um, I mm-hmm. think as a fan, they'd they kind of feel a bit ripped off. I, I know I probably would. Yeah. Um, so I try and stick to you know the, the same sort of sounds, that, the sounds that I like and, and the style of country music that I like, which is probably, I guess, more traditional, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say. And then, uh, yeah, I, I just come up with, with new things to write about. And, uh, and John mm. Williamson, John Williamson was a, a well, still is a, a great friend of mine. And, uh, and John said to me one day, never be frightened to write things that you think have only happened to you, that only affect your life. Because he said, mm. there's thousands of people out there and we all go through the same things in life. And he said, writing about your real life experience will be so much better than anything you can make up. And he said, when it's genuine like that and it's something you've actually been through or it's a song about your family members, your dad, your granddad, mum, whatever, um, it, it comes across so much more genuine. And then other people listen to that and go oh, my God, that's my song. That, that could have been written about me. And, I mean, that's happened to me before too. Uh, and I yeah. think that's, that was really good advice from Willow.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of him, you've collaborated with some amazing people, John Williamson included, Troy Cassar even the late Slim Dusty appears on this album. <laughs> yeah. Is there anyone you haven't collaborated with that you'd really love to?
2: Oh, well, you know, it would have been great to do a duet with Johnny Cash, but I don't yeah. think that's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon now that Johnny's no longer with us. But, yeah. you know, you're right, I have been really lucky um, and to, to sing and record duets with a lot of my really good friends in the country music industry, but also some people that I never would have imagined that I'd end up, you know, recording songs with, people like Guy Sebastian or mm. Wendy Matthews or Leo Sayer or, you know, there's all these other people. Um, that I never would have dreamt that I would have been able to sing with. So, yeah. yeah, I've been really lucky, actually, to to be able to work with some of the country's best artists.
0: Yeah. Well, you've had a very exciting and brilliant career. You're an eight-time Golden Guitar winner. You've been nominated for Arias. As I said, this is your 15th album. So when you've achieved such success, where do you hope to go from here?
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> to be honest, um, I'm just as you get older you learn to appreciate what you've got more and more and mm-hmm. uh for me it's not anymore it's not about trying to win more awards or you know get more gold or platinum records or any of that stuff i'm just i'm just really grateful that i can um do what i love for a living you know there's not many mm-hmm. people that get to do what they love genuinely love for a living so you know uh, for me if i can just keep touring and keep writing music and recording music, um, and do that, uh, you know, as long as I can. To me, that's, that's all the success I could ever hope for. Um, you know, yeah. there's an old saying that says, um, happiness is not getting everything you want. It's wanting what you've already got. Mm, and if you if you if you want what you've already got and you're happy with that gee it's hard to be unhappy
0: yeah i love that that's really nice (laughs) so before i let you go for someone who somehow hasn't heard your music hasn't heard the new album what song would you recommend from the new album for them to go and check out
2: well, it depends. Um, the The first song uh, really sums up the whole album. Well, it's uh, it's called Highway Number One, um, and it really gives you that feeling of of being on the road and, and traveling around Australia. Um, for those people that uh, that like a, a you know little tipple every now and then, I've written a song about rum called mm-hmm. All for Rum and Rum for All. That might be up your alley, or you know, if you if you're a bit more sentimental, there's. Uh, There's a whole bunch of different songs on there, but um, yeah, it's uh, what you see is what you get. That's all I'll say. And it's basically you get a really good look at at the things I love and and what I'm all about when you listen to the songs.
0: Mm, Well, Sounds like there's something for everyone then. That's great.
2: (laughs) Fingers crossed, (laughs) hopefully.
0: Well, Adam, thank you so much for coming on to Playing It by Ear and congratulations on the album and all the best with the tour.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And, and good luck with the podcast. I think it's fantastic that thank you're doing you. that. And uh, yeah, you take care. And let's hope 2021 is a whole lot better than 2020 was.
0: Please stop the music. Music, music, music. That was Adam Harvey there. Such a lovely guy. Make sure you do check out his new album. All right, now it is time for me to take you through my top seven songs released in the past seven days. And this was another week where there was so much new music released, so much great music released, and it became really hard to narrow it down to seven. But I have done my best, and here they are. First up, though, was an automatic guarantee. It was Gasoline by Haim featuring Taylor Swift. This came with the release of the expanded edition of their Women in Music Part 3 album. And I loved this album in its original form, I love the expanded edition, I love "Heim," but Gasoline wasn't initially one of my most played on the album, the original version that is, but having Taylor on it has just given it a new life for me. Maybe I'm biased, but I really, really love it. Have a listen. Next up was First Time Really Feeling by Liz Stringer. I'm actually not familiar with her work, but from looking at her Apple Music catalogue, it looks like this is the first release she's had in five years now. So I'm sure it's a very exciting thing for her and her fans. And it's from an upcoming album of the same name, which is scheduled for release at the end of April. So I will definitely be checking that out. also released this week was everybody's going to love somebody by Alfie Templeman yet another artist i wasn't aware of i loved his vibe i loved the vibe of this song and again it's from an upcoming album set for a may release which is called forever isn't long enough and yeah i'm glad i heard this guy this week i really love i love discovering new music and there's so much out there Next up was Chicken Tendies by Clinton Kane, and I at first did not know what to expect from this song. Purely based on the name, I just thought, this song is called Chicken Tendies, what is it possibly going to be about, what is it going to sound like, and it could not be more different from what I expected. Um, It was such a sad song, it made me cry, the lyrics were so beautiful, and it just was not what I expected from a song called Chicken Tendies, but Good on him, and this has probably been one of my most played songs this week. I hope
1: he treats you better than I ever could Cause you deserve the world time suit And a simple Sunday afternoon I hope he's home for you even though I had to lose you But you define who fills your heart Even if I'm not the one you choose
0: and Conan Gray released a new single this week called Overdrive. I really loved his last album, which he released last year called Kid Crow, especially Maniac was a favourite and oh, Wish You Were Sober was my favourite song for a long, long time. So I was excited to get new music from him and this song, um, Overdrive, is just the best song to drive to, which I think I actually said about when she was sober as well. So it seems to be a bit of a trend with him. But I had a 10 hour drive yesterday from the Gold Coast down to Sydney and I listened to it for a significant amount of that journey and didn't get sick of it, just really, really loved it. Ella Henderson is someone whose voice I just love. I wish I sounded like her. She's so talented. It's like this effortless, powerful thing she's got going on. I'm very, very jealous. And this past week, she and Tom Grennan released Let's Go Home together. I've I've said many times that I love a male-female duet, so I was stoked when I heard that this song was out and just as stoked when I listened to it. I'll
1: say a little too much. I'm a little bit young. It feels
0: And finally, Want You That Way by Clues was released this past week. I believe it's Clues. It's C-L-E-W-S, all stylized in capitals if you want to find them. And obviously, this is another artist or duo um, that I wasn't familiar with, but just hearing this song impressed me enough to go and check out their other music. and I think that says a lot because there are a lot of great songs that come out, but when something makes you stop and pay attention and want to hear more, I think that's the ultimate compliment, really. And I really like them. I like their vibe. I think they have a really cool and unique thing going on and I can't wait to check out more of them. I don't remember your
1: kindness
0: So that was my top seven songs of the past seven days. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Playing It By Ear. Remember to follow the show at Playing It Podcast on Instagram and share, rate, review, tell your friends, all of that. I really appreciate it. And as always, I'm going to leave you with a song of the week. Now, usually it's a song I've been listening to a lot during the week. It doesn't have to be a new one. It could be an old discovery. It could be uh, it could be a song I hadn't heard in a while. It can be anything really This one is just in defense of Gordy, who is so talented, and she performed the national anthem at the Australian Open finale, and look, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't her best work. I just don't think it was the song for her, but I find it really unfortunate that that has been her introduction to a lot of Australia. I mean, she's been around for years. She has a really dedicated and solid fan base, but for most of mainstream Australia, who maybe aren't massive music fans or indie music fans... That was the first they've seen of her. And I really hope people will be able to look past that and actually check out some of her music and her music that is perfectly suited to what her voice is. Um, I think she was a strange choice. I just, I'm glad they gave a smaller artist the opportunity, to be honest, actually. I was about to say you would think they would go with your Jessica Mauboy or your Delta or your Guy Sebastian, but I am glad they gave someone like that a platform. It's just. Yeah, I just don't think it was really suited for her. But she is brilliant. She's fantastic. I hope people don't judge her on that. Um, Check out the rest of her music. I'm going to do my bit for that campaign that I've just created myself. She has a fantastic song called Extraordinary Life. It's from her album, Our Two Skins. Stay around. Listen to the song. Listen to the album. We all have off days. All right? That's all I'm going to say. Gordy, I love you. All right. And that's it for today's episode. Bye.
1: Your voice that came to me the clearest I had heard Those many nights where I lay hanging from you every word And in my bloodstream you did multiply and then Walk down an avenue and take you're in my lungs Took something ordinary, set it for a run The way I need you now is more than to survive I wanna give you an extraordinary love